Hey there, future mama. Welcome to the Expert Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Lacey Madden, fertility nutritionist, and this is the podcast for you if you're wanting to optimize your egg quality and fertility so that you can get pregnant and stay pregnant or increase your IVF success if you're needing a little help from assisted reproductive technology. In these bite-sized episodes, I will be sharing with you easy to digest information and helpful tips and tricks to support you on your path to becoming a mama. Let's get into the episode. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the signs to look out for that may suggest that you have poor egg quality. As I mentioned in episode five of the podcast, there is no egg quality test. This is really unhelpful because wouldn't it be wonderful if there was a super, super simple test that could be done that could tell you if you have poor egg quality or not. There are, however, some signs that you can be on the lookout for that may be suggestive of poor egg quality. So let's discuss them. The first sign is age. Because you were born with all of your eggs over time, they too age. Aging does unfortunately result in decreased egg quality and increases the risk of chromosomal abnormalities as your eggs are susceptible to reactive oxidative stress and byproducts of cellular metabolism over time. Oxidative stress decreases energy production and interferes with chromosome processing. There is also research to show that eggs from older women and women with fertility issues have reduced uh, antioxidant defense systems and are more sensitive to oxidative damage. Oxidative uh, damage negatively impacts the mitochondria within egg cells, which interferes with energy production and egg quality. Therefore, as you age, it's inevitable that your egg quality will decline. If you're trying for a baby in your mid to late 30s or 40s, please remember that even a woman in her early 20s may have egg quality issues and that it is still possible to have a positive influence over your egg quality and get pregnant. However, as much as I don't want it to be true, age is a big factor when it comes to egg quality. It's important that it's taken into consideration. Really quickly, wanted to let you know that I have a free resource for you. It's my egg quality boosting starter kit, and I know that you want to get your hands on it. So you'll find the link to it in the show notes. The second sign is recurrent miscarriage. If you have experienced recurrent loss, first and foremost, I am sending you lots of love and a big virtual hug. There are multiple factors that may result in a miscarriage. However, multiple miscarriages may be highly suggestive of egg quality issues. If you're going down the IVF path, you may want to consider pre-implantation genetic testing, which can give some insight into your egg quality. So pre-implantation genetic testing um, involves testing embryos for either a specific or known single gene condition or chromosome variation. And this ultimately means that only chromosomally healthy embryos will be selected for transfer, enhancing the chances of bringing a healthy baby home. If you're not going down the IVF path, definitely have a chat with your healthcare provider who can do some further investigation. The third sign is low progesterone levels. So progesterone is secreted after an egg has been released to ovulation in the luteal phase of your cycle. A corpus luteum is formed once the ovarian follicle has released a mature egg or ovum during ovulation. It is the corpus luteum 
that releases progesterone and adequate levels are needed to sustain and maintain a viable pregnancy. Your egg quality influences the corpus luteum, which influences progesterone levels. So poor egg quality can negatively impact that corpus luteum's ability to release optimal levels of progesterone and ultimately support a viable pregnancy. Progesterone is tested seven days post ovulation. It's not to be confused with testing on day 21 of your cycle. It is seven days post ovulation and that varies for everyone. And optimal levels for fertility are greater than 30 nanomole per liter. The fourth sign is a luteal phase of 10 days or less. So the luteal phase is the time between when ovulation occurs and the first day of the menstrual cycle. This is the time when progesterone peaks in the cycle if ovulation has occurred. So if the corpus luteum does not secrete enough progesterone, this can cause the luteal phase to be short. A luteal phase of 10 days or less may be suggestive um, of low levels of progesterone and possibly some egg quality issues. A luteal phase shorter than 10 days uh, doesn't allow enough time to support fertilization with sperm and implantation. Having a luteal phase consisting of 10 or less days is referred to as a luteal phase defect, and it has been associated with infertility, implantation failure, and sadly, early pregnancy loss. The fifth sign is irregular cycles and or infrequent ovulation. So irregular cycles, anovulatory cycles, this is when ovulation is not occurring, and abnormally long cycles can be suggestive of poor egg quality. This may be a sign that your eggs are not maturing correctly because they are of poor quality. If you're not already, start tracking your cycle. My favorite way of doing this is by following the fertility awareness method and assessing what your cycle is doing. It can give you so much insight and this ties into the next sign um, and that is low and or inconsistent basal body temperatures in the luteal phase. Your basal body temperature is your temperature when you're completely at rest. It is a biomarker that is tracked when following the fertility awareness method and low basal body temperatures are often due to low levels of progesterone in the luteal phase and can be suggestive of poor air quality. This is because follicle health and development influences progesterone levels as previously mentioned. The final sign that I'm going to be talking about in this episode is failed IVF transfers and or no or very few embryos making it to the blastocyst stage. If you're going down the assisted reproductive path and if you're doing IVF and if you've had no or very few embryos make it to the blastocyst stage or if your embryos have failed to transfer, this may be suggestive of poor egg quality. So like I mentioned when talking about the second sign, recurrent miscarriage, if this is you, you may want to consider pre-implantation genetic testing, which can give some insight into your egg quality. I want to wrap this episode up by saying that not all of these signs directly point to egg quality. For some of these, like an, an example would be a re recurrent miscarriage, failed embryo transfers, etc. They may be due to male factors and it's important not to overlook sperm quality. 
I'm also not suggesting that air quality is the only factor when it comes to these potential fertility barriers and that if any of these sound true for you, it's important to find a healthcare provider who can help you to understand your individual circumstances so that they can best support you on your path to becoming a mama. If you know of a fellow future mama, please share this episode with her. And if you're loving the podcast, hit that follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss any new episodes. For now, I'm sending you lots of baby dust and I'll catch you in the next episode.